gentlemen welcome back to 20 good minutes for the first time in five years it's zealand and ben you asked me before we started how did we used to start these it wasn't like that I mean, that's caught me completely off guard i thought you were playing a recording really oh confused. really no, 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 I I no, no it, was, it was good it wasn't that good i did uh, no, it's good, good to be back i think we during the last one we were like yes we'll have a schedule we'll be back now things for both of us have settled down a little bit we are now officially weekly and back i'm putting a lot we of are. pressure on us there yeah and that's true. that's something you can actually lock in that you will be able to listen to a 20 good minutes every week because uh, I was really threatened that we lost our top gaming spot on Apple Podcasts in Indonesia. And so we oh, really need to get that back. Yeah, I didn't, I'll be honest, you don't, you saved that for the podcast. And if I'd known, we'd I'd have done everything I could to have recorded one of these. But here we are. Yeah. And the reason that we haven't recorded these, and don't worry, we're going to talk about Sheriff. We're going to talk about the international break. We're going to talk about Newcastle, who actually just fired Steve Bruce, which is great for our news cycle. That's what we were waiting yeah four to record the podcast uh we we actually both moved both both of us not one we both moved yeah it had been not, in the... to, not together though we don't live together dang it but that would have been that would have been very interesting uh you've you've you don't know where i've moved to and let's just say norwich and put a question mark at the, at the end of it whereas you've you've moved to my favorite place in the world so i'm very jealous uh, your favorite place in the world is not great yarmouth that is offensive to me no i've moved i've moved out of great yarmouth now i'm no longer in great yarmouth is norwich not in great yarmouth no <laughs> no so great yarmouth is on the coast great yarmouth is like a tourist beachside resort okay I and, thought... great, and norwich norwich is 30 miles inland okay. it's the closest the only city in norfolk for two hours basically there's nothing else in norfolk other than norwich and a seaside town called great yarmouth for everyone else that lives in norfolk that's listening i'm sorry but ultimately that is the truth so see i thought the whole peninsula was called great yarmouth and so i'm just recalibrating right now that I whole think, i don't think great yarmouth's ever been called a peninsula so that's... the the bump no, no, that's that's East Anglia. Is it not Anglia? Ang what Anglia? Is, is that not what I said? You said Angela. Angela. Well, it's the accent. I can't Ang help it. Oh, 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 oh! Is this an accent thing? Because the the I is after the L, right? Anglia. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're saying it bang on. To be clear, uh, that's the first time anybody's ever said that about an American accent for anything other yeah. than the word squirrel. Well, you're, you, yeah. Well, Americans regularly pronounce Norwich wrong, so you know. I actually, Norwich. I have a better shot at this than most because there's a city in Virginia that is Norfolk. Okay, yeah. And so I've, I, I in Nor a lot of people in the U.S. that say Norfolk, but I've, I've been drilled in school to say Norfolk because that's, except actually, the people that are actual like from Virginia say Norfolk, so. Okay, well, that, yeah, I mean that's wrong, but yeah, no, East Anglia, as you as you are correct correct in pronouncing it, uh, is made up of different counties. 
Did you know that? Of which, yeah, I mean, everything's can made you name up them? of can old, you name them? No, of course I can't name them. Right. Well, I'll, I'll help you out then. It's Norfolk, Suffolk, uh, Essex, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. Oh, is this? And then like London's in Middlesex. I know that. Yeah. Uh, Hertfordshire, uh, Cambridgeshire, Bedfordshire, I think. So it's quite it's quite a big part of the UK. Um, but yeah, it's not as interesting as where you are. So right. still cool. I, in that, with that being said, I do not know what county I am in here. Do you have are, are there counties? They're boroughs, aren't they? You are in Manhattan. Yeah, they're, they're 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 boroughs. I am in New York City. I am in Manhattan, recording this right now, which is fine. <sighs> Does it feel alive? Like so, for those that don't know, I've got I've got an obsession with with New York. I support their hockey team, uh, the Rangers. I proposed to Ellie in Central Park. I've been twice in the last few years. And you are you. I won't say exactly where you live, but you live uh, five minutes away from the hotel me and Elle first stayed at the year I proposed. So the Kimpton Eventy for anyone that wants to go or research it. That is, I I didn't know exactly how close I was to that. I, I remember you saying offhand, but I didn't know it was the special hotel. The special hotel? Yeah, the one you you proposed from that hotel, right? Well, no, no well, yeah, the night of we had a we had a fantastic night. Uh, I'll say no more than that. But no, I proposed in Central Park at a place called Cedar Hill. So if you want to go there, um, that's where it was anyone that's interested again feel free to go there so you take some pictures if you google cedar hill uh the picture i took regularly comes up and it's got fifty thousand views so <laughs> great picture so you you're, you're actually what funded this move for you was a nice paycheck from the new york tourism board for proposing at cedar hill if 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 only i'll send you the picture now look this is the picture i took off the hill it, it's a great it's a lovely great picture isn't it lovely picture thoughts I mean, that, people probably don't think of Manhattan as having that much green. It looks nice, doesn't it? It, makes it, it really paints yeah. New York in a lovely way. So they should be proud of that. Looking oh. towards the east side, the upper east side. Uh, so how you, I want to talk to you about it, because we actually haven't talk, talked about it at all. We saved it um, for this, honestly. We yeah, did. I live in a little village on the outskirts of Norwich, uh, which, again, no more detail required, whereas you live in the city that never sleeps. How have you found it? I know you've been quite a few times before, right? But you, now, you're, now you're a New Yorker. Now I live in it. I think the funny, the funniest thing that happened to me was we had to. You have to drive a U-Haul, right? One of those big U-Haul trucks. You have to drive it into Manhattan, find a place to park on the street, unload everything you own, right? It's just, it's an absolute mess of a day. You're just gonna have to get it over with. I hit a car while I was doing that. <laughs> Hang on, why are you doing it? Surely the van is stationary at that point. Well, no, I'm parking it. Oh, parking Trying it. to park oh, no. the car, I hit a car. You know, so you've had this long day. We drove in from Pennsylvania. It's like a two-hour drive to get into Manhattan from there. And then we, we get in, and I park it the first time, no problem. But we're like a quarter mile away from our apartment. And so it's like a long walk through a couple of outdoor restaurants, like with the couch and stuff. And so we find a better <laughs> spot. We're like, yeah, we're going to move We're gonna move the van. We're going to move the van to – and it's not a van. It's one of those – big things you put the lock on the back and you throw the sliding door up you know it's a truck i'll be honest with you, i'll be honest with you, sounds like a van <laughs> whatever and and we so we find a new spot my room i've been the guy that's driving the vans my roommate goes and stands in the spot to hold it so nobody else gets it i drive around the block come in and as i'm pulling into the spot i scrape the car like right before the spot 
That's a bad day. Not only did you have to pay, was there an insurance situation? Well, what's, initially, what's I mean, this? it was not bad. Like I, I can't, you know, it was a, there was a little paint exchange going on. But <laughs> right, I, yeah, good. Like, that, that, that was it. the The main thing is, out of all of the situations that could have, you're right in the infinite possibility that that was going on with me hitting this one car. The dude was in the car. Right. He, well, is that that? Does that make it better or worse? I, I honestly, I thought it was worse because I was just, you know, because then you have to deal with the actual person. I was literally just going to leave a note and be like, this is my insurance information. I took some paint off uh. your car, whatever. But he, he he was in the car. Dude was at my window like two seconds after I hit the like front left part of his right, car. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be that guy. Let's do, should we reenact it? I think we should reenact it. Okay. Right. <clears throat> I'll, I'll get out of the car. Um, I need some sort of... Hang on. Uh, I need to represent the car door closing. So, hey man, what's you can scratch my car? Yeah, man. You look. I know. I know. I know. It's my fault. I'm gonna pay for it. Please don't hurt me. Scary New York man. All oh, right. Well, that's good then. Thanks, mate. Yeah. I'm sure, that's I, exactly how it went down, right? Was that, that accurate? That I actually, I, I think I sounded much braver in the reenactment. <laughs> So what do you have to say? It's not a great first impression. You find out he lives like next door. Oh, oh it could have been a complete disaster. No, I I've, faced never, a... I've never heard anyone describe a crash as a paint exchange. That is the greatest description of a crash <laughs> I've ever heard. And no matter how big the crash is, that wasn't a crash. It was a paint exchange. It I'm, was, really, I'm using that forever now. It was a, it was a rub. It was just a it was a bump. It was a glance. We glanced. Okay. Uh, I, but it was a man. I I was so tired and annoyed that i had to deal with that at that point but i i it was obviously my fault i'm like look it's fine but i'll tell you i faced a moral question with this okay because my dad is a lawyer and so i've always like you know lawyers are annoying right because they find ways to get out of things and so i've kind of you pick up on that when you grow up around it and i look back and the dude is parked right in front of a fire hydrant Oh, okay, I see what I see where this is going. And so I had this moral question of like, I don't want to get. I hate getting. I'm non-confrontational. I don't want to get an argument with this guy, but I technically don't have to pay for this because this dude is parked directly in front of a fire hydrant, like directly, like just right, right. in front of a fire hydrant. And I'm, I'm like, sure. that's technically that's, illegal. That's, but you didn't bring that up, obviously. I did not. No, because right, again, okay. I cannot stress this enough. I was scared. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, it's the first first time you've you've ever been there, and the first thing you do is upset a local. We can only assume a local. Parking in New York generally is an absolute like minefield, though. Like, I'm almost surprised you found a place to park. That's how that's how that's how bad it is. I mean, it's Manhattan. It's like the most expensive real estate in the world. Where are you going to find a put? If you wanted yeah. to park your car, like I don't have a car anymore, but I looked into it because I obviously used to. Like, if you wanted to park a car in New York. It would cost like a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, well, if you do it short term, there's like there's car parking like lots, aren't there? Which is yes. like twenty five quid an hour or twenty five dollars an hour to park there, or sometimes twenty five dollars for half an hour, things like that. It's it's pretty intense how much it can go, like the cost can run up to. So how did you find, like? Cause we've obviously done the same thing. We've moved as well. Uh, Streamer showdown friend Nerdphonic came and helped me move. Got the van. Put everything into the van, drove it to the house, went back to the other house, put more stuff in the van, drove to the house. 
Uh, not an enjoyable experience. I don't. It's not fun, is it's it? It's not on any level. There's there's no enjoyable part of moving at all. Because there there are levels to it. The first level is the enthusiasm of packing the van, right? And the yeah. second level is the absolutely hellish day of getting everything from the van into the physical for me apartment. Oh, right. stairs are unpleasant as well. I've never resented stairs more than I have in the last couple of weeks. My word. Yeah, I, I live like on the third floor, no elevator, right? Narrow staircase. And so that's, right, we the, we we moved a couch up two flights of stairs that was the width of the hallway. I mean, we were just propping it up against the wall and just, you know, pivot, 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 bench press, pivot, <laughs> pivot like that was it, it's, 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 it was a scene out of friends is what yes. I, I think we're yeah. all picturing yeah, just great yeah. it, we took two flights of stairs and we we timed it it took us an actual hour like a non-hyperbole a an actual hour to get that couch up two flights of stairs <sighs> just not just not worth it is it but that that brings me to another point really like so we've moved and because we were living with our sister before and there was furniture already there that she had and her dad had and stuff like this, we've um, had to buy loads of furniture. So we've had to buy a sofa, we've had to buy uh, like a, a, a new TV unit, sideboards, a shelving thing. I don't, I'm not flat pack furniture is, that's what, if there's something I hate more than moving, it's flat pack furniture. Do you ever deal in flat pack furniture? I can't imagine you dealing flat pack I furniture. I have no idea what that means. None. It's, it's, you know when you get furniture in a box and then you have to build it. Oh it's, yes, it's flat, I do know what you packed. mean. It's flat packed. Flat packed. For those that aren't fully aware of what I'm saying, uh, we've got a lot of it, and some of it is very heavy. Like, and then it comes to I'm I'm a man that deals in logic. Like I was talking to tell Elle about this. Elle's a very method. Like, Dad's very good at like carpentry and stuff. She's very methodical when it comes to building anything. I am the sort of person, as you know from knowing me for a while now, I like to get to the answer as quick as possible, taking as many shortcuts as possible to get to the correct answer so I can deliver that information. That's not how you build flat pack furniture. That's the completely opposite way to do it. So your so chair me, is your chair is about to fall apart while we're recording. No, 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 no. I just, I've, I've, I've ironically flat refused to build any of the flat pack <laughs> furniture. Uh, it's not, it's, I've decided it's nothing to do with me. I'll go upstairs and look at my computers. That's what, that's, that's what I'll I do. will go upstairs and look at my computers like a so, man. So we've been here for two weeks, and some of the flat pack furniture yet to be built. We've got three boxes downstairs. I say th I say three boxes. There's actually eight boxes of three different p pieces of flat pack furniture. I hate it. Yeah, there's, there's... So if anyone if anyone wants to come around and build it for me. Honestly, I'll take offers. Uh, yeah, really, really quite annoying. But no, no, I want to I get back to New York. Forget moving for a minute. How are you enjoying the city? Does it feel different from when you have trips there? It must do. I just, I wanted to say that uh, there is, uh, there's an unconfirmed report that the table in the living room and the chairs uh, of, of my apartment have also not been built yet. But oh, we'll, we'll see. see. Uh, yeah, a month. It's been a month. That's, and they, uh, they look great laid out on the floor. Yeah, that's amazing. I, is it different living here? It really isn't. Like really? Than, than like visiting because you just can't stop doing things. Like especially once you start trying to plug yourself into like, oh, there's this concert or anytime there's a sporting event. New York has so many bars. This, this is always a hard concept to explain, but I've kind of 
ingratiated myself into it. And this this works with like national teams and club teams for soccer. There will be like an Arsenal bar. I have a friend that goes to the Arsenal bar right. to watch all the Arsenal games. Like you know, there is a bar to go to to watch every sporting event. Right, there's a U.S. national team bar that I go to to watch all the like the U.S. national team. You, you in for college football on Saturday. I will go to. I went to multiple college bars uh, two weekends ago. I was like, we went, you know, for the noon game. We went to this bar to watch with these fans, and then the, the three thirty game. We went to this bar to watch with the Florida State fans. It was, uh, it was, it, it's really addicting. And then you you limit yourself the amount of time you have to actually do things. I think the one thing that you don't have to do when you are actually traveling here is groceries. But other than yeah. that, it does feel very familiar. But I think the downside of that is you feel like you are still a tourist, right? You you feel so you're. I'm kind of waiting for it to hit where I'm looking at other people walking around the city like, huh, what are you doing here? You know, like the sort of thing that you do when you live in a place. But how can you do that <laughs> yeah. in New York, right? Because there's just a million people here all the time. Everyone in New York looks that everyone who lives there looks the same. They've got headphones plugged in and they're looking at a phone talking to somebody else who is doing the same thing <laughs> in another bit of New York. Yeah, see, right? I'm still that's, that's I'm still like. headphones out looking around, you know, but I, I have started to appear in public in sweatpants and slippers. So that oh, because that's a sign. That's a big sign. Yeah, yeah, that made, that's progress. I guess that, that's me feeling comfortable that I can walk across the street to get my groceries and slippers and sweatpants and that and then they just glower at everybody that looks like they're all dressed up. So is there is there this desire to go out and like obviously you've got the option to go out and do things now because there's so much going on in that part of town. I don't know how busy it was where you previously were, but again you're in New York, so you're in Manhattan. It's going to be quite quite busy, and you're in sort of without giving too much away, you're in quite a central bit of Manhattan as well. You're not far away from anything, like you're very much in it. I would say. Uh, how, how have you like have you done anything interesting yet? Like you've been there for a little while now. Anything great other than going to an Arsenal bar it. that doesn't count. Uh, well, I actually haven't been to the Arsenal bar. I just know one of the guys oh, okay. that uh, I've I've met. He goes to the Arsenal bar. A big Arsenal fan. He was when we were in college football, like watching the college football game. He had the Arsenal game up on his phone, and so I naturally was like, "This guy's my friend because he's watching soccer <laughs> in a football bar." Like, it's, uh, yeah. it's but <sighs> what super fun thing have I have I done? Have I, you done all the touristy things before? Have I actually? I don't think I've ever been to the top of the Empire State Building. Other I than that, I feel thing. like I've done the vast majority of the touristy the touristy things. Well, I'll, I'll name some, let's see if we can check some off. Okay. Because again, my, my knowledge of this city is pathetic uh, in, in, a good, in a good way for this segment. Uh, have you been to the top of the Rockefeller Center? <sighs> I've been to the Rockefeller Center. But you've not been to the top, you've not seen the view from the Rockefeller What's, Center. I didn't know there was a top, it's, I thought it was a plaza. It's called the Top of the Rock. <laughs> it's quite a famous thing to do when you go there traveling. Ah, good, good, uh, good. Have, good. Have, okay, good. Have, you, have you done the, the tour of Madison Square Garden? The stadium? Well, yeah, if you, I don't really call it a stadium. It's more of a venue, isn't it? Because it's... You can go around it and have like a, a behind-the-scenes tour. It's like $30, if that. I'm, I'm going to uh, guess no. no. Uh, have you been to the 9-11 Museum? I have not. Right, so when you said you've done a lot of the touristy <laughs> things, I've named three of the big ones quite, I, quite early I, off the bat. I walked, and you've not been to the, the top of the Empire State Building. I, wa I, walked I walked through Central Park multiple times. Oh, that is quite tourist. Have you played uh, chess at I've been Union to, Square? I've been to Yankees game. No, I, I've not played chess in Union Square, no. Have I've walked by to, the people you, uh, playing chess in Union Square. <laughs> have, you, have you watched a, a film in Bryant Park yet? I've not, no. 
have you uh been to Times Square? You must have done that like at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've been, to, been, to, I've been Radio, to Times Radio Square. City, Radio City Music Hall? No. Okay. I, I so got one. A, okay. The good the good news is you got loads to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's loads, loads to, to do. Uh, you can get a New York pass. You can like do all the things. I think it's like $200 and you get a week to do all these things. You just show the pass and you get like instant access to all of it. I feel like I want to buy you one and then I want a review of each New York tourist attraction. We can do that every week. I'll try, I'll try and do one New York touristy thing. Well, I like the fact that you you'll live there for like a year. Then I'll turn up one week and we'll do all the touristy things, and I'll be taking you around the place you've lived in for a year. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, 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 I had one friend that came to visit already, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm at this point," and I was like, "Does that mean you're almost like to my place?" And they were like, "Yes, you've been here for a month." <laughs> I was like, I love oh, that. oh, okay. What we could do is every week when we get back on to record the podcast, I, I, I have to have done one thing in New York, and then I can update you on it. And you can keep me yeah. honest on that. And so at least if I don't do something to, to explore my new home city, I'll feel bad about it. Yeah, that'd be good. I've got a very good idea of... Well, let's say good idea. I've got a very good idea of the way we could do this. I think we have to do it based on based on the map location. What do you want me to do? You know I mean? do, you, you, do you want me? Is this like well, one of the, from, is this one of those novels? Top. I have to draw like a pentagram across Manhattan, and then all of a sudden I'll unlock the Holy Grail or something. Uh, no, I think we start at Staten Island. You get the ferry across to around Battery Park, then you go up to, and then we and then we do it. Well, see, then you can't do it all in a day. I'm trying to plan your whole day. It doesn't work like that, does it? Because. Yeah, I'd have to send you off to different locations. I feel like I want to do it as a thought, like I send you an envelope, and in the envelope it says something. Can the envelope have one of those big giant iron keys? They always make me feel like I'm about to do something cool. Uh, <laughs> no. The key to Madison Square Garden. They, I, I don't know. Okay, I'm, you're, you're, you're really expecting more than I can offer at I this am. stage. I am expecting well, you know, more than you can offer. <laughs> Oh, we, uh, should we talk you, is about? Is there anything you'd want to do? Huh? Just quickly before we oh, go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, uh, is there anything do? I'd want to do? Get groceries for less than a thousand dollars. Okay, I mean you could travel over to Jersey and go to the supermarket there, which I've been to. You actually—that's a—that's a, a savvy vet move, going to the supermarket in New Jersey when you're in. Well, it's, well, it's across. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's just, it's literally just across the way. It's not that far to get to. It's it's near the Newport Center. I don't even know what the Newport Center is. I can't see beyond Manhattan. I can't. I am. I well, the, the the world fine. ends at the end of the island for me. No, <laughs> that sounds like something from a film. Okay. Anyway, regardless, uh, you're going to enjoy Manhattan, and if it means that I have to help you do that, then great. Uh, the Rangers won recently, so go see them. They're in form. So. Yeah, the Lightning right. actually aren't. They're two and two, so maybe you guys have a chance to beat us once this year. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, we're quite good against teams that are supposed to be better than us, and then we are terrible against teams that are supposed to be beatable. Hence, we've just beat the Habs, uh, you know, and the, and the Leafs. It's typical us. It's typical us. Well, the Habs are actually winless to start of the season, so I wouldn't. We're responsible for that. We're a part. You of are. That. Yes, me, you are a part let me, let me of them have having not having not won, even though they went to the final last year. Yeah. All right, well, I I don't remember how to do this, but uh, what's do we have a do we have a good break segue, Ben? <laughs> do we have a good break segue? Um, 
So Newcastle have got new owners. After the break. Is that it? <laughs> God, we're good. It's <laughs> flawless. Newcastle do indeed have new owners, and I suppose we we have to talk about the fact now that Newcastle, Newcastle United of the Great White North, they're like beyond the wall in Game of Thrones terms. They have the wealthiest owners in the world uh, mm. because they were bought by the Saudi Sports Investment Fund. I, I don't know. They were bought by the Saudi government in a way that they're legally not connected to the Saudi government, but they absolutely are. And so Newcastle now has the richest owners in the sport, which means five years from now, we're going to get like an Aguero moment, but it'll be with like same maximum. So it won't sound as cool. No, the thing is that they've got so much money. It's almost, like, it's, they can't spend it all. People are, <laughs> this is what I find it quite hilarious. People are going, he has got like 15 times the wealth of Man City or they have got so much more than Chelsea. It's like, yeah, they're not going to spend 300 billion. I wouldn't worry about that. Like They, they could, literally couldn't do that even if they wanted to. Um, what it means to football, no, no one no one really knows, like transfer budget-wise, what are they going to do, what are they going to spend? They're obviously going to have an idea of what they can do. Um, and, now that, and, and part of that plan, of course, is bringing in a new manager, which is breaking as we record this. <laughs> yeah, it, Steve Bruce was never going to survive. I felt terrible for him because it's... He's, it's, quite, he's, quite, he's been a very sad man for quite a few years now. Yeah. It's not really his fault. I, feel, I do feel quite bad for him. He, he had a he released a statement today. He was like, yeah, I think that was my last job. You know, it's really, it's been tough on my whole family. People just, you know, wanting me to fail. Not It, it was a really sad statement. It gives you a window into like where his mind was at, especially as all this stuff was going on. He's like, uh, it, he's dealing with, a, you know, an owner that everybody just kind of agreed was bad and a team that wasn't necessarily that good. He drags them to mid-table mediocrity a couple of times and then gets gets the sack right when things get fun uh, at least from like you know, like a managerial standpoint now all of a sudden you're gonna have a bunch of new shiny toys to play with i do think it's worth pointing out that they aren't going to spend 300 billion but i do think that it, i mean if if you want to guide us how this is going to play out look at man city after the purchase happened right i mean it wasn't just like they immediately bought you know people are saying well they're gonna you know, holland or what and like, no they're not but they are going to start signing people like wh who did City go out and get? They went out and got like David Silva, right? Yeah, like they the, they put they, it well, they together had a before that. They they were, they were bought by someone else before they were bought by uh, Sheikh Mansour. So they I can't I forget the guy's name, but it was it wasn't fantastic money. Hence they had to he had to sell pretty quickly. But they bought in Mark Hughes' manager, Rocco Santa Cruz joined players like this. It was it became a situation where they they bought loads of middling players and that's a really difficult stage for newcastle i'm sure we'll talk about it more in the january period because they they will be the story during that but players that now sign for newcastle will know because of the ambition and the money that's there and the plan for newcastle that they are they are, they are going to be a title contending team in three or four years now you've either got to have an ego big enough to suggest that you can survive in a side that do that or be willing to accept huge money as a part-time gig at newcastle to get them from the, the bottom half of the table to the top half of the table consistently, knowing that at some stage you will be sold to Burnley. Now that is a risk <laughs> for some players. Do you know what I mean? Like at some point, these players are just all going to be shed from Newcastle. And because and, and the team's bidding, like Newcastle are in a weird position in that 
They've got loads of money so teams can say, we need all the money. But equally, at the point in which they sell, they have no obligation to sell anybody for, like, unless they want to. So they still sort of hold on to that. And that will be crucial. That's This is the bit no one's talking about with Newcastle. Because of FFP, you can only essentially spend what you make when you're in European competition. So Newcastle's strategy going into this window, people are suggesting they're going to buy like Lacazette or Deli Alley. This, this, this sort of stuff's like not going to happen. They have to buy players who have actually got sell-on value so that they can continue to work this model and continue to bring players in. So if they bring players in for 25 to 30 million, which is probably going to be the strategy, and then they have the ability to sell those players on for big money. Maybe a Real Madrid comes in for one of these players, like these prospects who are out there. The question is, are those prospects going to join Newcastle United? Like, they're, It's a very bizarre situation for them, knowing they won't achieve anything this year. It's like financial fair play doesn't work, but it also does. Because if there was no financial fair play, then you would be talking about, well, they could just go get Holland. And they could just go yeah. get Mbappe. Like, if they actually threw enough money at them, they could actually build the super team in a year. And you'd be sitting here going, oh, I guess New ha like Newcastle's our new daddy. Like, they they're just going to win the league every year. But given the situation with financial fair play, I think they really have to play football manager with this one. I think the smartest move is to literally go buy, you know, 18 to 20, 18 to 20-year-olds that you think have a chance to be good. Go, I mean, I don't know how much it would cost to go get Cole Palmer, but he started to pop up at Man City. Come to the United States and get Ricardo Pepe. Go get, uh, like, you know, Wilfried Nanto. Like, there, there's these guys that are around uh, the world's game here that wouldn't cost you more than 10, 15, 20, $25 million to get into your team. And if you put together, like, a core, like, almost experimentally, just this core of players, and you had one or two experienced players in the team, whether that's, the like, ASM or John Joe Shelby, right? Like, just somebody that's been around Bro. the block a few times that's also there to anchor your team because you don't want, like, 11, 19-year-olds on the field in the Premier League. That probably would yeah. be... That would be a little too much to ask, even if they're talented. But... You, you need more than that, right? You need more, you need more experience. I get what you're saying, like... You're right. There is a, a football manager element to this, but you probably need like ten. Like, like James Tarkovsky from Burnley has been tipped as someone that would go there and be a bit of a leader for them and probably partner the cells. They're gonna have to buy like ten players in January, though. Five of which have to be like three of which are probably right have to be like these young players, and then they have to bring in some Premier League veterans almost that know the league and are gonna help propel them up the table quickly. I'd say the balance probably needs to be different. I think they need. They need, they need to just buy a bunch of young. You just need to take. They have the money no, to I, take I, a bunch I, of swings. I disagree with that massively. I, I know. I get what you're saying. I just think if you buy loads of youngsters, then you get relegated. The value of those players drops. The, like the stock of them all fails. You're taking. You're like you're, you're basically saying let's gamble, and I don't think they, they they don't need to. I I just don't. I think if you buy the right youngsters, I just don't think there's any actual chance of you getting relegated, right? Because there's already some talented players on the team. If you just go in and replace the players that you know the re the, the players that are the reason you're in a relegation battle, you go in and replace those guys with you know a 19 year old who's got all the quality in the world, right? Maybe you go down to the championship. You bring up Brierton Diaz. That's somebody I picked as like being within a shout of the, like they go sign him since he's become a revelation this year not just for chile yeah. but like he's also goal a game in the championship right add those guys too but 
sprinkling in some like Jeremy Doku is another name that I keep thinking of. Maybe a Jonathan yeah, that, David. Be, yeah, I agree. They, I, but they, yeah, see those two players, I agree with. I think they, like if you get that type of quality player, that's great. I think I, basically you're looking at the sides. Like this, if you're Newcastle, you're looking at the, the players that are already playing Europa League football and are tipped to be great. Like the Champions League players, you're probably not going to get right now, but Europa League players that know that in a couple of years they'll be back in the Europa League, probably as a better player and can help again propel Newcastle. You're right. Like the two players you said there, really good. Even though I think Lille's still in the Champions League, right? But they would be a great would be, would be a great option. Doku would be a fantastic like player for them. Basically, players that big clubs have failed to get yet. Like Camavinga's just gone. He would have probably been on that list. Do you know what I mean? That they're doing a pretty good job at this right now. If if they get, I say they're doing a pretty good job. We are doing a good job of identifying uh -huh. a couple of players. Yeah, they should go for. You're right in that it's the players that they haven't gotten yet. The the players yeah. that big clubs haven't gotten that you could get from somewhere to twenty to forty million, uh, ideally below thirty, just to try and try and keep it reasonable. And then those guys, because it's what Man City did too. You get a core of players and then they grow together to reach the point that you want to reach yeah Get, getting that blend right is so important it's like it's such an important thing and ultimately having the manager that is going to be able to let those players thrive and and again getting a manager this is this is so like this middle period they're about to go through is so weird you're going to get a manager in that you know will not be there in three years it just won't be the case his job will be so highly put under pressure that he just won't be there. Like it, it, it can't. It won't happen. Premier League managers don't stay in jobs very long anyway. There are a few anomalies in that. Klopp is currently one of those. Even there's, there's a couple of others. I, I, I don't even know who they bring in. Conte is not going to touch this with a barge pole. Like the, the, the other side of it is like Graham Potter from Brighton, as it keeps being linked. I don't know. I don't know who the right man is for this job. Stephen Gerrard. I said Unai Emery. Somebody asked me on Twitter, and I said Unai Emery. I think he's um, he's perfect. He knows how to win a decent number of games in the Premier League. He would probably take the job because I get the feeling he wants to stick it to the like the the whole league really for laughing him away with the good evening, you know. I, I like <laughs> that's just where I'm at. I feel like he went but he's in a good spot too. So you'd have to throw a lot of money at him to 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 get him out of Valencia. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, like they're in a very yeah they're they're mid table in the league right now. Eight games in, could be top half of the win. Things like this, they've had a pretty sluggish against starts of the season. Like it's 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 been okay, but it's they drew four of their first four games. It was one of them. Th and three of them. Hang on, they've drawn, I'm just looking at Villarreal's uh, fixtures this season. They've drawn five games, four of which were nil nil. I'm not sure that's oh. the type of football they're going to want. Uh, they've what they beat uh, Elche, they beat Betis, and they they lost to Osasuna. Um, Drew Vafleco, so you know, not not too bad. But again, there's not it's not four nil nils in eight games is not exactly exciting football. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's if he's the guy. But this is the thing I don't know. I don't know who the guy is. Frank Lampard is very highly tipped and things like that. <sighs> Maybe that would help them get like street cred. I think Gerard's a better coach than Lampard. It, it this yeah, stage, I think, like, it's, hard to, it's hard to know really. Would I guess the question is, would Lampard have done as good a job at Gerard at Rangers? And I'm kind of inclined to think he might have done. I don't know. Rangers backed Gerard quite heavily. Gerard had some good links with Liverpool. Picked up players like Ryan Kent, who ultimately were quite good at like Premier League Scottish level. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't know who the manager is. I don't know who they're lining up. And if they've not got someone lined up, and and have sacked Bruce, that is. That's crazy. There, there must be someone that they are confident in getting. And that suggests, because ordinarily when this happens, right, 
if it was someone currently in work you would know about it and we as like a football fan base would know about it because that sort of thing would leak out if it's someone not in work because there are obviously less people to then go through it it must be so lampard to me is is obvious i think it will be frank lampard that's fair i agree with you i agree with you that they have their move picked out already I, I will say I th I wouldn't be shocked if it was just like Mourinho from the top rope, like just some something we can't necessarily foresee because we assume that that person is comfortable in the job that they're currently at. Uh, but they they have they obviously have somebody in mind. If they don't have somebody in mind, then they shouldn't have bought the team because they're already they're already failing at it. Mm. But you don't. Bruce is fine. So when you let you let go of somebody that's fine because you're you're trying to become this new better team. You better have that that move essentially planned out already. Yeah, the fa the favorite right now is uh, Paolo Fonseca, who has previously managed Roma and has stepped away. He had a really good spell at Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, yeah, I mean he is he is the favorite, and ultimately, as we sort of said before, he's out of work. Hence, that no one is reporting this because right. whoever's getting the job is not being spoken about. Yeah. So, it, so, so it's not going to be anyone like like Graham Potter has been mentioned, Stephen Gerrard has been mentioned. It's not going to be those guys because we would know about it. Um, Fonseca looks pretty likely, which seems again that seems like a a bold move in my opinion. Like he was linked with a Tottenham job. Uh, and, and that didn't happen like he was heavily linked to the, with the Tottenham job there were some as quote-unquote tax issues which meant he didn't end up going to Tottenham um yeah it's, uh, the next few months for Newcastle are gonna be so good to watch and I'm sure we'll talk about them hey, they've become yeah, he, the front and center story of the world football right Bef like, before yeah. they were like this backwater you're like well yeah they're still in the prem I think uh not sure uh but Fonseca would be fine. There, There is, speaking of footballing backwaters, there is actually one footballing backwater. I mean, I guess this is like the sewer under the backwater behind a swamp underneath a um, a nuclear power plant in terms of relative to Newcastle now. Uh, but yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of Moldova, Ben. I have heard of Moldova. You've heard of Moldova? Yes. All right, good. Yes. Could you find Moldova on a map? if you were asked uh yeah probably uh, yeah it's, it's in it's in that region i could identify the countries around moldova and then go that must be moldova <laughs> well, the you fact see, you know? the fact that the answer is not a 100 percent yes is what we're going at here because sheriff <laughs> okay. tiraspol football manager legends sheriff tiraspol have actually showed up and the, they just completed the third round of matches in the champions league and sheriff is first in the group after three matches so my question to you which of course i have in no position to actually be asking you questions is is this the greatest champions league story of all time already if they if they win it uh i think it went liverpool a couple of years ago when we we beat tottenham oh, that was the no you're, you're right uh no, it is it is absolutely amazing that this is happening because they've got i, I think and this is a, this is an interesting to say in football. They've got absolutely no right to be doing this. <laughs> and that's what makes it so good. They should in no way in a group that, that features Real Madrid, Inter Milan, and Shakhtar uh, Donetsk. After three games, they should not be top of that group. <laughs> no, I don't care what happens. It, that shouldn't be happening. Um, do you know what the sad reality is? Z? They will not go through. Oh, really? They won't. They won't go through, and they just won't. It'll, something's going to click. They've had their, they've had their wins against Madrid and against Shakhtar, and now it'll just it, they will finish thirds, 
and then they will lose to I don't know Man United or oh, no, someone 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 in the Europa League that's ready and waiting and the the but, but who, frankly see who cares they've beaten Real Madrid like they've had the greatest time of their lives and to see that Sheriff star top of that group is majestic it really it looks like something an amateur graphic design student would make their badge is what i mean it looks like something yeah, an amateur does. graphic design student would make and it's just sitting above the badge for real madrid and it's just it looks like a football manager save where you're 20 years in and you've built sheriff to a point where you can get out of the champions league group stage and they're just flying out i thought when they beat Shakhtar, that was already maybe the greatest story in the history of the champions league this is a moldovan team that shows up and takes on a Shakhtar team that is a regular at this stage of the competition that has the quality to beat a Real Madrid. And they showed up and they beat them. And not only did they do that, they beat Red Star and Dinamo Zagreb, two teams that I think were both in the Champions League group stage last year. Yeah. They beat both of them. They beat them convincingly. That probably should have been our sign that the Sheriff team was actually not bad. It was not They beat Red Star and then they beat Dinamo Zagreb like 3-0 on aggregate. So they've impressed consistently throughout the qualifying. And then they show up and beat Shakhtar. And I'm like, wow, this is the pinnacle. This is unbelievable. Nobody can find Moldova. They're not even technically in Moldova. They're in another state called Transnistria, but who cares? Uh, Transnistria, I can't even say it. Like, it's this unrecognized state that, like, wants to be part of Russia that's on the eastern part of Moldova. But this is just me Googling things. Uh, I could, uh, yeah, I couldn't find that on a map. Yeah, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's Moldova's already skinny, and then Transnistria is like this really skinny piece of eastern Moldova that's like, yeah, we're not really in Moldova, but they are for all intents and purposes. So I kind of want to ask a Moldovan, but unfortunately, I know I know precious few Moldovans. Uh, I want to ask a Moldovan <laughs> and be like, hey do you actually consider Sheriff like a success for the Moldovan state? Or are you sitting there like, ah, oh, you know, like. It, this is this is this stupid Transnistria thing going on again. I have no idea what's going on in politics, and I really wish I could rewind the clock because I have actually had one Moldovan Uber driver in my life. Wow. Well, what a missed opportunity. I think the best bit about this, and we I looked it up before we started because I didn't know, I won't lie to everybody, uh, is that they are third in their league right now. <laughs> Six points off the top. <laughs> but they are above <laughs> Inter Milan, Shakhtar, Real Madrid in the Champions League group. They're only just above uh, Real Madrid, I should say, is on. It's because it's down, the best bit about that is it's the head to head. It's the head to head. Yeah. They're ahead of Real uh, what, because they're head to head. One thing I can be certain of, Karim Benzema and the boys will not treat them nicely next time they play each other. I, I will, yeah, th that could be Demolition City right there. But it could be very interesting. Hopefully that's not a link to anything Moldova. Demolition City sounded quite good. They could have a great name, name for a team, actually, Demolition City. You know, if you were to I, I feel like that's the sort of thing when you're, if you go look at the Belarusian League, they'll be like De Demolition City, Demolition Town, Dynamite. Uh, like because Lindsay, sorry, you can have the demolition derby, can't you? Hey! Yes! Yes! genius. That's the one. Oh, what a moment! Oh, was, uh, all, all I can think when we talk about this, by the way, is that there are the three Barcelona fans listening are going, "Thank God they're talking about Sheriff and not us." Because Barcelona are in, are in hey. so much mud, they hey. are caked in mud. By the time this comes out, they will have probably lost three games in the group. Oh, it's so Ronald bad. Ronald Koeman is a, is a problem. We just don't necessarily have time to dig into how much of a problem that man is. He just doesn't have like a perception of how to deal with the media or the fans or, or anything. It's, it's in, in an impressive way.
here's my okay so if we i'm not i think sheriff is going to finish third or second right because they're on six all points right. all they have to do is stay like they have to not lose to shakhtar and they'll be in europa league basically uh over under one and a half points for sheriff over the back three matches i would say i would probably say they'd get one they might draw with shakhtar i think that, i think they'll definitely finish third but i just think madrid will beat them and inter will beat them and but inter and, uh, inter and real will both beat shakhtar which will then even if shakhtar beat sheriff sheriff will still come third getting six points usually gets you third so they're, they're almost guaranteed it's crazy yeah, they've, they've almost guaranteed themselves a trip into the Europa League knockout stages, yeah. which I have to imagine is the farthest they've ever been. I, I don't really track the Europa League as much, but there's no way. They barely made the Europa League group stage, I think, one there's, time. There's, there's no way. There's no way. Uh, I'll, I'll attempt to do some research, but I think your 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 assessment is probably uh, correct. I, I, uh, I've just tried... I, I found the European record. They've, they get to, they get to, well, they've been in the Champions League quite often. Group stage-wise, though uh not very often 2009-10 they're in group h with no actually that was europa league sorry take it back not even the champions league so this is, is this their first time in the champions league group stage oh it is yeah yeah they're the first wow. they're the first moldovan team to ever make the group stage yeah they 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 rarely get beyond the group of anything which is quite sad but yeah so this is this is a huge moment for them massive i i will go out on a limb and say i think sheriff is going to take at least a point from inter or real in the second round yes. i love that i would i'm not prepared yes. to say that but i think that's great sheriff in the first two matches of this group gave up one goal and it was a penalty that i didn't necessarily think was a penalty they gave up one goal and combined between Shakhtar and Real, and Real's only goal was a penalty I didn't really think was a penalty. Now, Real could have scored three or four goals in that game. They just didn't. There were a couple of good saves by the, I think it's a Greek keeper that Sheriff has. But Sheriff actually has the ability to defend, for some reason, at a really high level, and sneak goals against teams. They almost did it to enter as well. The Sebastian Teal guy is a revelation. He scored a direct free kick against Handanovic from like 30 yards away to make it 1-1 at Inter. I thought they were about to do it again. Uh, and then Inter scored two goals in like five minutes and put it away. I, I, I hope they're just loving it. This like this time last year, they were knocked out by uh, by Republic of Ireland side Dundalk on penalties in the Europa League third round qualifying. Oh. Like it's it, this is this is bizarre. That yeah. This is happening. I, wa I watched that. It's one of the greatest stories actually. in Champions League history. Yeah. It's pretty close. Now like, I, that I can't think of a time where one of these obscure clubs from a country that nobody's really paying attention to shows up and not only do they beat Real Madrid or like take a point off one of the European giants, they did it twice. And like they're top of the group after the first round of matches. I don't know what odds you could have gotten on them topping the group after the first round of matches, but you'd be oh. a very wealthy individual right now. Yeah, it, it would have been like thousands to one. That's That's how crazy it would have been. Apparently, the the game against Real Madrid, they were only twenty one to one to win, and I feel like even though they actually did end up winning, those odds were far too generous to Sheriff. Yeah, I would agree. Like this is this is Real Madrid we're talking about at, at Real find, Madrid. Uh, you know, they yeah, that's the I'm thing is Real Madrid and Inter have to go to Moldova. That's really why I'm saying I think they're going to get a point from one of these teams because both Real Madrid and Inter are going to Transnistria to play an away Champions League match and Sheriff is going to have 
I, whether it's the Transnistrian nationalists or Moldovan nationalists, whoever's going to be in the stands, that place is going to be rocking because this is the most prideful moment for Moldova that I can think of ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up some other big surprises. Like the list I found includes when Barcelona beat PSG 6-1 and turned around like a crazy deficit. Uh, Apoel who I think Apoel are from Cyprus. They are. If I'm, not, if, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they beat Lyon in 2012. That was a bit of a surprise. Celtic beat Barcelona in 2012. You have to remember that 2012 Barcelona side. Pretty good. Uh, Ruben Kazan beat Barcelona 2-1 in 2009. But ultimately, none of these that I'm looking at are as impressive uh, as what we saw from Sheriff. Uh, Bate Barasov. Z, hey! that's you're familiar with. They beat Bayern 3-1 in 2012. Woo! So that was that was one. Uh, that side included Ribery, Cruz, Neuer, <laughs> and were beaten 3-1. Uh, and then Bayern ended up winning the tournament that year. So That means uh, Bate were the real European champions. I think we all know Yes. That. I think they're holding the belt as the yeah. <laughs> they've, had, they've hung it on the side of the stadium. I actually have one. I've got one that might top this. Only one. Okay. Is it is it from your own save? No, 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 no. It's it's real, uh, yeah. Ben. I still have a concept of reality for now, but I I do privately thank you for checking. In the first qualifying round of the Champions League, I, in like 2014. Okay. The Lincoln Red Imps of Gibraltar yes. beat Celtic. That happened. Yeah, it might it might even mean earlier than that, right? I can't remember what it was, but yeah, that was that was crazy. That should never they should never get away with that. But again, I want to get love everything about it. What, what <laughs> it was that? it was Celtic on the road. Now Celtic won the tie. They won like three nothing at home, which still to yeah. me doesn't sound convincing enough, right? But they has, they went it on the road. Page, see, this, and, uh, and this, I, this, this match. Yeah. I... Oh, they called it. Oh, see, sorry. They called it the shock of Gibraltar. Oh, which, for those oh. that know Gibraltar, Gibraltar's got a very famous rock, and so they've called it the shock of Gibraltar. That is... oh, Give that man. Yes. That man deserves the Nobel Prize in literature. That's great. Man, That's so woman, yeah. NB, whoever wrote that deserves the Nobel Prize in literature. Shock please. of Gibraltar. Oh, amazing. That, it, but... I've been to that stadium. I can imagine that it's like 5,000 capacity. Gibraltar's like a mile wide. You can see the rock, right? Like you're just in the mm, airports yeah. on the other side. They have one stadium in the entire country. And it's these 5,000 seater that every club team in the country plays on. And so Lincoln Red Imps is there playing their game against Celtic, a team of like a few internationals, a bunch of high-level professionals that show up and losing that game to a team of full amateurs is that is just amazing to me that, that that it is possible that that happened that you can play 90 minutes against a team of full amateurs when you are Celtic and lose that might be crazier yeah. than the sheriff thing to give you an idea uh Kieran Tierney played in that Celtic team oh. Richard Dembele played in that Celtic team uh, as well as a few others. When did you go to? I've been, I've been to Gibraltar. When did you go to Gibraltar? Uh, I my Gibraltar. family did a, a Spain, Portugal, Gibraltar, Morocco swing when I was in high school. Yeah, so well, I'm thinking there. we might have been there in the same year. What year was this? Oh, I it was the year that the Gibraltar thing happened because I remember oh, 16, I, 2016. Yeah. No, what? Yeah, we were there 16. in the same year. Okay, no, I wasn't there. I uh -huh. was 2000, 2008, 2009, huh. 2010. It was 2010, but I'm very old, so that was probably why. 
That does it does tend to happen where we acknowledge your 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 age. Thirty one. I've had a birthday not that long ago, so thirty one. Wow, I look awful for it. Uh, <laughs> I think that wraps us up, Z. That, but it's nice to be back. Do you know what I mean? It is. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I wish we could do an eight hour episode because i feel like there was eight hours worth of things to talk about you know me i'm very excited about world cup qualifying but i think we can leave that for we can leave that for another day there's another yeah. inter, there's another international break coming up soon it'll be here before you know right it. yeah if you i mean Woo! i will take bribes uh if anyone wants me to first not talk about these <laughs> random oh do you want on that very quickly me and nerdphonic while we were moving to bring it back to that we spent like half an hour watching the highlights of the lower leagues of the nation leagues it's some of the worst football i've ever seen how dare you it's so it's it, right I've, we have to watch it together in a future episode it's so the, the quality of football at that level is worse than like league two or the vanarama national it's so bad but yeah the player but a player hilarious. in league two would be a star on basically yeah, every team in nations league d it's hilarious watching that. Like, without, with, with, I mean, I'm showing very little respect here. It is very funny though. I mean, I think the Far well, the Faroe Islands, I think, just got promoted out of there, so I can't even point at them as being oh, decent anymore. Thank God, thank God. Ah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I was worried. Coming, coming soon. But again, we're back weekly, uh, doing 20 good minutes. If you have enjoyed it, Huzzah! tell us on Twitter, share it with your friends. We've covered a variety of topics, uh, but now we're both stationed in places where we don't have to move again for a little while. Thank you. Uh, we should be back in full force. Although football manager's coming out soon, and we'll probably be quite busy, but we will make time. So we will. We'll it's fine. a lot easier when we're not moving around and accidentally hitting parked cars anymore. That's yeah, it. it's a good excuse for me to, you know, not have to deal with a crying dog as well. So this is a great half an hour for me. Or how long is it? How long was this one? Oh, look at us go. Nearly an hour. Amazing. Right where we wanted it to be. 20 minutes. Right, you, I'll, I'll speak to you soon, everybody. Bye.